We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is KCSN Update, your daily dose of Chiefs news and updates from us here at KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel, and it is Monday, which means it is time for our Stock Up, Stock Down report with ESPN's Matt Miller, who is going to join us in just a second to help us talk about the Chiefs' 41-31 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last night. That is exactly what you needed to see if you were a Chiefs fan following that performance against the Indianapolis Colts. So I'm excited to talk with Matt about his stock up and his stock down and and what stood out to him about that performance because there's a lot to talk about with that one. But before we bring Matt on, let's get this quick word in from our presenting sponsor of this show, DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. When you look at the, the Chiefs game upcoming against the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday night, which is actually at Arrowhead Stadium, the Chiefs right now 7.5-point favorites against the Raiders and the over under for that one is 51 points. So if you're a prisoner of the moment and you want to, if you think they're going to roll this momentum for what we saw against the number one defense in the NFL on the road in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you got to like those numbers. If you are a chiefs fan, or are we going to see them play down a little bit? Like kind of like they did against the Indianapolis Colts. You feel a little differently about that. So I'm, I'm a chiefs fan. I'm not going to hide it. I like those numbers. Give me seven and a half points against the Las Vegas Raiders any day of the week. Tell me that game's in prime time at Arrowhead Stadium. I'm going to love it even more. And to make things even sweeter with DraftKings, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. 
All right, now we welcome on ESPN's Matt Miller to talk about that performance from Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, and the rest of the Chiefs. Matt, how I know you got to remain unbiased. You're not necessarily a Chiefs fan. I know you got a relationship with Mahomes and a lot of those guys mm-hmm. uh, in Kansas City just because of your proximity. But uh, what was your reaction to what we saw last night? I think that is the best answer, BJ, to quiet the noise. Not only, you know, you and I came on here last Monday and talked about, God, the offensive line got dominated by the Colts' defensive line. We saw, you know, maybe some uh, competitive disagreements between Mahomes and the coaching staff. I think that they all know the best way to quiet that noise is to win and to win definitively. I know the final score was 41-31. It wasn't that close. I mean, you really feel like at halftime, you know, like – Hey, this game is probably over, you know, and even my wife is a Chiefs fan and she was like, well, it's Tom Brady. It's like, Hey, uh, I think you're good. I, this is a different, it's a different <laughs> year. I think you're good. Um, and it, it was, it was, it was an ass kicking really. It was, and it was in every phase of the game. I mean, to start things off with an, you know, opening kickoff recover fumble to easily punch one in. We saw the Mahomes Kelsey connection get going early. I, I think that is the type of win that you need to quiet the critics me included, you know, who said, eh, maybe there's some problems here that we didn't anticipate. So I think not only the offense, BJ, the defense looks really good. I know they, you're going to look at the stats and say, oh, Tampa scored 31 points. Tom Brady threw three touchdowns. The defense played exceptionally well. Once again, they, they shut down the run game. I don't know if you want to get into that. The Buccaneers ran the ball six <laughs> times. Some of that is because Kansas City had such a big lead early, but uh, what a, a great performance again by Steve Spagnuolo's defense. Yeah, it was phenomenal to, to talk about. I mean, six carries for three yards. Uh, Kent Swanson was making the joke on the postgame show last night that, you know, you, everybody listening to this, you had more rushing yards than Leonard Fournette did last yeah. night. Yeah, oh my gosh. Three carries for like negative three yards. It was, it was wild, yeah. Yeah, it was great to see the defense was physical. I want to start with the offensive side because I'm sure your stock up report, uh, not to know what those are. You don't tell me what these are ahead of time for anybody yeah. out there who's listening. Um, but yeah, I thought it was telling after the game, uh, the Chiefs offensive line, they kind of said like, we heard what we said and we heard the criticism. Uh, that was fair. I mean, they didn't play well yeah. against the Indianapolis Colts and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are significantly better defense. That was the number right. one defense in the NFL going into that game. So I'm guessing that your first stock up uh, player or, you know, situation is going to be the offensive side. Uh, but let's get into it. What, what's your first uh, stock up report for us today? It's funny. You said we don't I don't tell you beforehand what we're going to talk about, but you nailed it. It is the offensive line. And I would like to yeah. welcome those guys to our little show we do here on Monday's BJ because clearly they're watching. <laughs> I tweeted at you last night and said, hey, I guess they were listening to what we said. Uh, you're welcome for a little bulletin board material. But no, they did play a lot better. I thought there were a couple of small miscues, but not, you know, not a lot. Mahomes got sacked yeah. three times. Some of those were just like, you know, it busted play. There was one where Noah Gray was supposed to chip and didn't. Um, it led to a sack, but it's like you know, little things. It's just little things um, didn't kill the team this week where they did against the Colts. So I think the offensive line massive stock up to rush for 250 freaking yards is a major stock up for a team that could not push the line the week before. So, you know, that that's more what I expected this year from that, that ability to gel. I said in the summer, the Chiefs have the best offensive line in the NFL. I looked really stupid a week ago. This week, I feel like we're back to where that team is supposed to be, especially from left tackle to right guard. Right tackle, yeah. like I love Andrew Wiley. I met his family. He played really well ago. last night. He played he, very he well. Played really, he played really very, good. very well last night. But he's like, if Andrew Wiley is your worst offensive lineman, you have a pretty damn good offensive line, right? Yeah. You, have a, you have a great team, and, and Andrew has played very well. I think they even missed him a little bit in that Colts game with some of the problems. So stock up huge to the offensive line. 
Yeah, it. I, I laugh when you bring up the three sacks because one of those three sacks was the last play of the first half. And that's true. Uh, yeah. It was the exact same scenario. And when I looked at Kent Swanson when it happened, I go, are they going to throw a Hail Mary or are they just going to run the clock out? And if so, are the NBC cameras going to catch Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy having a conversation? They let him throw it this time and he got sacked. It's <laughs> yep, like, exactly. that's why you don't do that's that. That's why we don't there's do no it. Reason yep. to, there's no reason to take that hit right there. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I thought, you know, the day, the, the score wasn't indicative. If you would have told me at the end of the game who had more passing yards, I still wouldn't have said Tom Brady. Same. Um, I was surprised when I looked at numbers just because anytime there was a high leverage situation, anytime there was a big play that was needed, it was Patrick Mahomes and then it was Travis Kelsey. Uh, he had nine catches on the day. Three of them in the three of his four receptions, I believe, in the first half all went for first downs on third down. Uh, he was basically unguardable in that game. And I'm really excited mm-hmm. to do, you know, listen to some of the other shows uh, that we've got here at KC Sports Network during the week as to, you know, schematically what was going on. What were they finding success with? What was the difference in what the Chiefs were able to do? A lot of it just has to do with the fact the offensive line gave Patrick Mahomes and paved ways for these running backs, um, yeah. you know, to pick up yardage. You know, the 189 yards they had on the ga- on the in the ground game was the most the Bucks had given up since 2018. Uh, yeah. That was came that came out earlier. My today. 250 was hyperbole. Those numbers I hope people caught that. Yeah, when I said 200, that was yeah, I, I know I it was, I, but uh, still 100. You were so close, like. 189, 189 yards rushing against Tampa yeah. is, is crazy. Sorry. That hopefully people know my quirky sense of humor that that was definitely sarcasm. Not, uh, and I didn't jump in because I knew you were kidding. I don't need some guy um, on Twitter being like, well, actually it was only 189 yards. All right, no, thanks, they'll let buddy. you know in the YouTube comments. Most of them would be in the YouTube yeah. comments. Yeah. Huge um, stock up we, for we the O-line. And, and also like, I don't feel like you can talk about that game Sunday night and not talk about Patrick Mahomes, which I'm not unique in my praise for him. I think he's the greatest quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I told someone last night, he's the Patrick Mahomes of the, or excuse me, the Michael Jordan of this era where he's just elevated the play to where what you expect from him is so great. He'll probably never win another MVP award because what happened now is we expect him to throw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards every year and to be a magician. And he did it again last night. I mean, it's not just the play to Clyde Edwards, Alaire in the end zone, you know, the little flick uh, for, for points it's it's everything you know and when he is fired up when he's pissed off no one is better and i say that i think he's taken that mantle from tom brady where it used to be oh man brady's pissed watch out now it's why did you guys do anything to upset patrick mahomes because now someone's gonna pay for it and i i know there's an extent of a revenge game when you're talking about tom brady and you're talking about tampa bay there's obviously those you know there have been a lot of head-to-head matchups there the Super Bowl being a huge one. So I think, you know, you get to exercise those demons a little bit and now roll into a Raider game with a ton of momentum, which is what you love to see. Yeah, everybody's going to be showing that highlight of, you know, Patrick Mahomes spinning away from Devin White and kind of flicking it to the side. Uh, in a lot of ways, I think he's, and I joked about this a couple of years ago, that he ruined football for me. Because now when I watch other games, I watch other quarterbacks, yeah. I'm like, why can't he just run that way and throw? I can't Imagine just run his left, throw back job. of his cottage. Right, you're watching college <laughs> yeah. kids like, wow. Will Levis, why don't you just do a 360 and throw it blind to the other side of the field and, and for a touchdown? It's not as easy as he makes it look. And I think too often people are like, oh, my God, it's back football. That takes away from the intelligence of Mahomes, the no. field vision. I think his best trait is his field vision. It's, he has a great arm, great athlete, but I think it's his field vision. And you could say it's you know growing up playing baseball, whatever you want to say. It's just – amazing how he can actually see the entire field and have that feel 
for where his guys are at and then that ability to, okay, how can I adjust my arm angle, adjust my velocity, my release so that I can actually get them the ball. Like we've never seen anything like it before. Yeah. He's the fastest quarterback in NFL history as of last night to 20,000 career passing yards. This guy's 27 years old. Uh, he has the most touchdown thrones. Uh, just he's surpassing the pace set by Dan Marino and his crazy start to his career. Uh, Which is with wild. Yeah. Yeah, 162 touchdown passes in the first 67 games of his career. I still don't think, and I talk about with Travis Kelsey, and he's much further along in his career. I don't think, I think we've normalized greatness already with Mahomes. Uh, similar yeah. to, you know, there's a few players in the NFL, and I don't know how you feel about this, but they're just, you don't compare them to other players. It's kind of like Aaron Donald and defensive tackle. Exactly. Like he's in his own territory. Trent Williams at tackle, like he's in his own kind of area. Uh, mm -hmm. As far as how good he is at that position, I know obviously being a 49ers guy, uh, you're very familiar with him. But yeah. you know Patrick Mahomes at the hardest position to play in sports at quarterback, what he's doing at that level, and we talk about it. And I don't think Chiefs fans are ever going to get tired of hearing it, yeah. uh, because nobody it's, uh, it's not diehard right? Chiefs fans remember. You know we had been 30 years since we had taken a quarterback in the first round since 1983 with Blackledge when they took Mahomes uh, yeah. back in. Uh, 2017. Well, so, I feel like BJ. Uh, I feel like this weekend. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. This weekend was a great no, reminder yeah. that I feel like there has been a lot of conversation about Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and rightfully so, right? But yeah. I feel like this weekend was a reminder of just how and why Mahomes is still one A. He's still one. There's no one A. He's one, and everybody else is yeah. trying to be number two. And to do it against, as you said in the, the intro, I heard number one defense in the country in in the nation. Todd Bowles is a fantastic coordinator and he has had a, the number of a lot of great quarterbacks and for Mahomes to do what he did, it was, it was surgical, honestly. Yeah, I think, and Chiefs fans can get, they get worked up in general. We talk, we joke about it. We can joke about it amongst ourselves because we're all in the same, you know, family here. Uh, but, you know, you, somebody else goes out there and says, you know, Josh Allen's number one quarterback in the NFL and Chiefs fans take it personally. I do think it's like a 1A, 1B. I do think Patrick Mahomes, when he plays at that level, those are the games that you go back and remember when he does some of the other things. Uh, he goes out and struggles a little bit he can do that against that defense. Right. And that's the difference. A lot of times you see crazy plays, big numbers and all of that, but he's done it uh, in some of the biggest moments on the biggest stages with the, with the most pressure. And again, when you stack up stats and you're talking about pacing and historic numbers, like he is shattering yeah. uh, the start to NFL careers. And the fact that he's doing it with Travis Kelsey, who, and you know, you, I was saying this earlier, we talk about the the throw to Clyde Edwards Elaire because it's going to be on every highlight reel. I think the best throw he made uh, without going back and watching some of the end zone angles, because that's where you get a lot of the, the beauty of what he does when you watch the all 22. But that fourth quarter seam he threw to Travis Kelsey, where he threw back yep. to basically his backside and low. I want to see the more of the end zone angles of that throw because that's the only place that he could have thrown that ball. And it's one thing mm -hmm. to be accurate, hit a guy in stride in a small window. It's another thing to be accurate by throwing to the side of a guy's hip because it's the only place that you can play. Uh, yeah. Only play the place you can place it uh, for it to be um, completed in that moment was one of the biggest plays of the game um, outside of the luxurious need, you know, sack fumble uh, that we yeah. might get to here in a second. But um yeah, let's go into the next stock up report. Who else do you what else do you got for us, Matt? Yeah, I, I think we have to look at Chris Jones. There were so many times last night, BJ, I'm pausing my YouTube TV and like rewinding <laughs> because I thought he was off sides. And I was ready to tweet about it, but I didn't want to, I don't want to piss Chiefs fans <laughs> off. And I didn't want to be like, hey, Chris Jones is off sides every play. No, and he wasn't because I, I did go back and look. He was just timing the snap and he was abusing the interior of the, the offensive line so much last night. 
Um, I, again, a player that's probably not going to show up in the stat sheet. I don't think he actually had a sack. He ran a ton of hurries. I wish there were like disruptions. You know, if we could just chart disruptions, yeah. uh, I think Chris Jones, maybe that's something that, that Kent and Maddie and the guys could do. Uh, Chris Jones' disruptions last night were phenomenal. And you see someone just be the that anchor on defense that everything revolves around. You mentioned Legarius had a great night. Nick Bolton had another fantastic night. I thought Chris Jones really just set the tempo for that. And what he was doing up yeah. front was just causing so many problems that it was like, you know, the the Bucks offensive line was folding around him at times. Yeah. I want to ask you about this. And Chris having a phenomenal game was kind of par for the court. I expected him based on the penalty flag last week and everybody talking about him, like he was going to come yeah. out and play well, prime time, all of those reasons going down to Florida, going down to all those things where he's, you know, lives in Miami in the off season, just all that stuff combined expecting Chris to come out and dominate. But I want to ask you particularly about the rookies in this class. We talked about on the post game show last night. I just did an episode of 10 things. Uh, you can go check that out on our YouTube or listen to the, the podcast audio. It's about 10 superlatives, records, different nuggets uh, from the game. But uh, the Chiefs rookie class, obviously being, you know, a draft guy like yourself, it's still fresh top of mind, these guys coming yeah. out. Um, but for Isaiah Pacheco to have the best game of his career, Sky Moore to get involved with the yeah. offense. There's been a lot made about the how few a snap Sky Moore had been playing. Finishes with a couple catches for 31 yards. Brian Cook had a huge pass breakup in the end zone. And then George Karloftis had one of the bigger plays defensively early in the game with his tackle for loss that forced that early field goal. I want to ask you because you've been doing this a long time and you not only watch the guys you know, throughout college, you grade them, all of that, you analyze them, then see what they do in the NFL. Once they get into the NFL, it's about – when do they get the opportunity to play right. their development? All of those things I have made the case. And I've been talking about the last, you know, like I said, a couple of shows that was such a huge game for the chiefs rookies, not because only just because they played well, but that is a game when you have so many rookies playing that by the time you get to the end of the season, you're saying these guys have so much experience. We don't see them as rookies anymore. When you say things like that, it's because of games like last night right. where yeah. you're going and you're playing the best team in the NFL, a team that, with Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time in prime time, there's all the hoopla. There's a lot of just pressure in that situation. And for the rookies to come out and perform the way they did, that's experience. And that's, you know, notches on their belt. I think that will serve this team very, very well going forward. What did you think about their performance and what it means for that group going forward? Yeah. You know, I thought this 2022 draft was more of a table setter for the future, as opposed to drafting for immediate need which is kind of the two schools of thought with drafting you're either drafting to fill holes that's usually bad teams or you're drafting for the future that's usually good teams so i thought this year was okay trip mcduffie we know where he's going to have to eventually be george Karloff this year eventually going to take over for frank clark uh we, we kind of saw it as that type of draft but i think instead we are seeing guys like pacheco come out and have huge huge impact and i think also like his impact has been felt not just when he's running the ball or playing special teams but that he's pushing that backfield you know he's getting reps over Jarek mckinnon now i think we're seeing clyde play better than ever because there is a little bit of a push from behind you know to hey there's someone here who's pretty good and he runs like his hair's on fire every down so you have to elevate your play as well uh, but defensively i think it's been it's a confidence builder right and i think not only for the players but for the coaches to say yeah, I mean, Carl Loftus is playing. I, you guys have the snap counts, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. he's he's playing like 80% of the snaps, it feels like. He's out there all the time. Um, so, yeah. you know, for Jalen Watson to step up, for Brian Cook to step up, I think that's that's huge for the draft class because you are going to have to rely on those guys. You know, we saw Justin Reed get a little banged up 
uh, Sunday night. Yep. Okay, well, you're probably going to have to rely on Brian Cook at some point. And everyone's running three safeties anyway, so you're relying on him a lot already. But I, I do think that's one of the great things. When you have one of the best teams in the NFL, BJ, three and one, you have this amazing mm-hmm. offense with a couple future Hall of Famers, but then you have a defense that's being backstopped by three rookies. That's fantastic. That's And for Spagnuolo to have the trust in those guys, his MO had always been don't play rookies, doesn't trust them. You can look at mm-hmm. how long Anthony Hitchens played at linebacker, right? It was because it was a trust mm-hmm. factor. So I think it's huge to see three rookies playing legitimate big-time starter snaps. And then once Trey McDuffie gets back, I mean, I, I think he'll be the best corner yeah. on the team, not with Sandy Legere Sneed as kind of a, a hybrid player. Yeah. All right, Matt, let's get to – do you have a stock down following that performance? It's a real picky one, so I want to preface it. Real picky. Right. My only thing is we got to see one of these receivers step up. I, I love mm-hmm. how much to spread the ball around, but like five for 56 isn't good enough for the number one receiver on this team. So that's my only, my only key. They scored 41 points last night. It was beautiful. I do think we're going to get into a situation where – Believe it or not, there are teams that can at least slow down Travis Kelsey. You can't ever take him away, but you can <laughs> slow him down to some degree. And we've seen it in the past uh, where this was such a two-headed monster in the passing game. I, not saying we need someone to step up and be Tyreek Hill and have that type of number, but I, I am looking forward to this Raider game. That is not a good secondary. So that could be one of the breakout games for one of these receivers where some of that chemistry gets built. It could be something we watch moving forward. Yeah, I'd say besides the the Clyde Edwards-Alaire drop on fourth down that everyone everyone knows that play. I think the two MVS drops. Um, I thought MVS had the best catch of the season yeah. so far for himself. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. But then to come back later in a in an area that you know, if there has been criticism of him, it's been drops. Yeah, and for him to drop a couple of those passes. That if you're looking for to be super picky. Uh, about the chief offense that would definitely be it but uh matt always great stuff man appreciate you for stopping by that is matt miller from espn heavy on the nfl draft and i know we'll be spending a lot of time talking to you as we get closer to the nfl draft but always appreciate catching up with you man yep thanks bj yeah all right chiefs kingdom thank you for tuning into this episode we'll have plenty more great content breaking down the chiefs win over the bucks and also getting the team prepared for the game on monday night against the las vegas raiders we appreciate your support of everything we've got at kc sports network please don't forget to like and subscribe and we'll see you all next time everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.